Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're on, and this is the Camp Report. The final camp report of your Miami Dolphins 2023 training camp. This is the camp report for August the 24th, 2023. Um, The entire practice was outside. All outside today. Beautiful day, by the way. You know, nice little breeze, blue skies, not a raindrop in sight. Uh, Raekwon Davis was in the orange today to start the day. And newly acquired linebacker A.J. Johnson was already wearing Mike Rose's number 59 as he was waived this morning. So that was pretty quick. They kicked the guy out uh, this morning, and then they already handed the guy, a new guy, his his, his number. Uh, it's a cruel sport. Uh, they do this thing in, uh, at camp, which is kind of, I don't know, it, it might be morbid um, for some but they tell you, oh, we don't have a, like you walk in through the door and there's a, well, not even through the door. There's a little tent outside that has like the rosters, like the updated morning, morning roster. And sometimes they tell you, oh, we don't have the roster ready for you yet. And they look at you. And then like five minutes later, they go, oh, here you go. And you look at the roster and you, and you always ask the same thing. And he changes and he goes, yes. <laughs> and you look on the roster and sure enough. Uh, you know, uh, we have the deceased uh, right there laying bare. All they do is just not list them. And you're like, okay, what, what happened to this guy? It, this must be a misprint. No, it's not a misprint. It's that this guy died and went back to the XFL. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's, it's kind of, it's a morbid curiosity every time they hand you a new roster at camp and you start looking at it. Uh, first thing I noticed when I got out there to the stands was kind of sparse participation today like the, there's some guys missing in action um zach sealer rob hunt and deshaun hand were uh, i guess trained for the tour de france uh it was odd watching rob hunt get on the bike and then only pedal with his left leg because his right leg is in some type of brace that stiffens his leg so he can't use both but um, they got some training in for the Tour de France, so that should be fun to watch going forward. Uh, Devon Achain was sprinting the length of the field on the far field. He looks fast. He looked great, uh, you know, but he was not participating today. Uh, Brandon Jones was on the sideline in full uniform, and then you saw Mike McDaniel have a very long conversation. I timed it at 21 minutes. The first 21 minutes of practice were Mike McDaniel and Brandon Jones uh, going back and forth. All right. They did live punting, and they were punting inside the five, and it was live, so they were trying to down them. Uh, Jake Bailey had some success. That was pretty cool to see. It's the first time I saw all camp, uh, you know, actually uh, them executing live punting inside of the, the five-yard line. Uh, individual drills, and it was kind of a, a lazy, hazy early practice. Okay. 
And then uh, you had a conference uh, between Chris Greer, Mike McDaniel, and Frank Smith. And all the all the beat writers were speculating in the stands. Uh, this is where they're setting they're setting their plans for Jonathan Taylor. Um, it was interesting. It was those three guys huddled up having a conversation. Greer was his normal cheerful self. He was holding court everywhere he went today on the field. Uh, Jalen Waddle had a helmet. Wanted to participate. Did not participate. They did some seven on nine, and Mike White was kind of sharp. Had a really, really nice uh, completion from the 35-yard line to the about the 5-yard the line on a corner route. Uh, really good-looking stuff. I think we're ready to crown a cornerback opposite of Xavier Howard for the opener against the Chargers. And that man is Eli Apple. As the second team was clearly Cam Smith and Noah Benogany, Eli Apple was playing opposite of Xavier Howard. This is now two straight practices where he is on first team install. Uh, some people can't call it. I can. Um, you get almost. You get 100% of the first team install reps. Guess what? You're on first team. Uh, Julian Hill, man. If you know, if he's not tight end number two, then this is the biggest ruse in the history of ruses. Okay. Like this is the biggest deception since uh, since since they they planted a bunch of fake tanks uh, on the on the the Italian coast during the Normandy invasion. Like this cannot be the big this cannot be a smokescreen anymore. Julian Hill has to have won the tight end two job. Uh, Eric Saubert, of course, nowhere to be found. He's injured, so maybe he won it by default. But to be honest with you, he outperformed Eric Saubert. In camp, he just did. He was the better player. If you didn't know anything about anybody, you didn't know their 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 salary situation or their pedigree, you would say that guy number eighty nine is better than that guy number eighty two. So, I, I guess congratulations to Julian Hill. Unless they're going to cut the guy that they gave a ton of reps to. Uh, some tricky stuff on offense that I cannot divulge, and it's not out there either. Um, some luminaries like Benjamin Zolak were asking if they could tweet about it. And he was met with a resounding, no, like, no, you, you can't do that. And I can't reveal it. And I won't reveal it in the, on vetted either. It's actual game plan stuff. And who knows if they're actually going to use it uh, against the Chargers. But they probably will. Uh, I wrote about Rob Jones again. And I, I really... Um, observed what he was going through and he wasn't on crutches he was on crutches yesterday but he wasn't on crutches today he was trying to ride the bike with one leg and then he moseyed his way onto the the near field and man he was laboring okay like they were making this man walk <laughs> you know the length of a field to get to the second field in a brace that was immobilizing an entire leg you know who was also there Dylan Ramsey He's there every single day. He was coaching him up today. Uh, it was it was fun to see. He's moving free, much more free than than you would expect at this point. And some of the beat guys were saying, "Yeah, this guy's coming back. Like he looks he looks way way too too spry." Uh, let's just say that. Um, they get into the red zone and they're doing some red zone work, and it's mostly on the run game and. You know, in fact, that they worked 
an entire series of about eight reps, and two only threw one pass, and it was a touchdown <laughs> to, to Braxton Berrios on an option route, and he got down from the nine. He got in from uh, into the end zone. Um, Skyler threw an arrow route to Tyreek Hill, and it would have been the end of Tyreek Hill because Eli Apple came off of his man, and Tyreek never saw him. And Eli Apple, he was met face-to-face with Tyreek Hill. If this were live action, it would have been really, really ugly. Um, Tyreek was kind of upset about the play, you could say. And he punted the ball about 30 yards. Impressive punt for a guy who doesn't punt. Like, I guess we have our emergency punter uh, in Tyreek Hill, you know. But, yeah, Skyler almost almost got our, our the best player on the team killed if it were live. Um, then I write. Two were really, really sharp, and he was. Ball was not touching the ground. He was hitting absolutely everything. Skylar Thompson was not. He was having one of those days. Skylar Thompson just wasn't. He just wasn't good. Yeah, he wasn't good on this day. All right. Uh, there was a miscommunication on a on a fade toward the end of red zone to Robbie Chosen from Tuatonga Valoa, and you know. It looked like Robbie chosen red leverage to run an option in, and Tua just threw the fade to the corner of the end zone. Nothing happened there. Okay, then they tried another one, and this time it was a fade to Durham Smythe to the left side. Uh, Just couldn't get his feet in bounds. It was too tough of a play to make. And then they get into some full field, 11-on-11s, and it's ones versus twos, and then twos versus ones. And it was with Skyler and with Mike White. And it was kind of a boring and kind of lazy practice until the end when they actually had a game simulation. And this game simulation was actually pretty fun. It's uh, ones versus ones. Tua is in. The ball's at the 25-yard line. And they're down six points. There's a minute 51 Left. They tried a, a screen to Savan Akba to the right. Uh, he gets to the 28-yard line. They tried another screen setup, and this one got blown up by Bradley Chubb as he batted it down. So it's third and seven with 132 left, and Tua hits uh, Ahmed on an arrow route. Uh, you remember the one that he caught against the, the Texans? Almost identical. Okay, and that was a first down to the 36-yard line. With 126 left, Tua hits Chosen. On a big gainer to the 15-yard line, uh, it was kind of a dig route. Like he's reading leverage, and then he's digging, and he's and he's cutting it in in front of the, the safety. Catches it, gets to the 50-yard line. Very next throw, Tua hits Robbie Chosen again on another in-cut. And this one seemed designed against zone, and that gets him down to the 35-yard line. And now they're hurrying as the clock is beginning to tick under 45 seconds. And Tua goes no huddle and hits Robbie Chosen on a slant to the 23-yard line. And timeout. There's 35 seconds left. Uh, Incomplete pass to Mostert on an option route. An incomplete pass to to Tanner Connor. Uh, He was very active today in drills, by the way. Okay. Incomplete to Tanner Connor on what looked like a bow route. And now we have third and 10 with 29 seconds left, and it's at the 23-yard line. Uh, Tua escapes the pocket, 
and uh, let me see what I have here. And he finds, yeah, it's Berrios out at, let me see. I, sometimes I can't even, I can't discern what the hell I wrote, okay? Um, no, Tua takes off and they call him down because he actually slid down for seven yards. But there was a penalty on the play. And they mark it down, uh, mark it back to third and fifteen. So there was a blown whistle. There were no officials, but some of the the coaches were actually officiating the game. They called the penalty, and they're backed up now to the twenty-eight yard line. And they did a, a ten-second runoff, and it's down to twenty seconds. So on this play, now it's third and fifteen at the twenty-eight with twenty seconds left. Tool rolls to his right, trying to buy some time, and he finds Azukama, who breaks free from what looked like coverage against Xavier Howard. And he gets a first down all the way down to the 16-yard line. Okay? 12 seconds left. And Tua finds Berrios on an out route also on the right to the 2-yard line. He steps out of bounds. He was arguing he stretched the ball out. The The coaches on that side said, no, you stepped out of bounds at the 2-yard line. You don't have a touchdown. So now there's 7 seconds left. And they have one timeout. Tua runs a very quick fade. And he has Robbie Chosen in the corner. There was a pretty animated argument between both guys. X was saying that Robbie Chosen pushed off. Robbie Chosen was saying that X interfered. Doesn't matter. Robbie Chosen caught it in the corner of the end zone. But he got one foot in. Did not get his second foot in. And the clock now shows two seconds. Okay, so there's two seconds left. They need a touchdown to win. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. They line up. They empty out the backfield. And Tua throws a very quick slant to Cedric Wilson. And he gets in for the touchdown. And that was the last play of 2023 training camp. So, very eventful last drive. They actually did game sim on the last day of training camp. And it was actually pretty fun. All right. As I bring you up, you know, identify yourself and ask away. Appreciate you going and uh, appreciate uh, OnlyFans. Everybody, mm-hmm. uh, if you're listening, you. it's a great deal. Get a really op- great opportunity to hear more about the team than I've found anywhere else. But um, sorry if somebody else has asked this in the last couple of days. I missed uh, yesterday. But um I was wondering how overall how you thought uh, Tua looked this year compared to last. It um, seems like he has some up and down days in practice, but overall, does he look like he's taking another step, or is he right where he was last year? What do you think that progression is going to look like, just uh, in your opinion, yeah, moving he, forward? And then, yeah, he's obviously sorry, better. Go ahead. Yeah, he's obviously better uh, this year. Um, this morning when we had our availability with the head coach, he was asked about the whole Ryan Clark thing. And he says that by, by any any metric, any measurement, Tua has come in much, much stronger, and he's a smarter player now. And it's evident by the way he's attacked uh, this defense. Remember that last year he was going against the Boyer defense that had a penchant for blitzing, and not only blitzing, but playing a lot of single high. 
So you got to see a lot of man coverage in training camp, and that's why you saw all those bombs to Jalen Waddle and to Tyreek Hill. Now he's facing a Vic Fangio defense every single day in practice, day in and day out. He's facing a lot of cover six, middle of the field close, which is what the Chargers and the 49ers played against the, the Dolphins last year. Uh, this is a Vic Fangio defense that's also extremely talented, much more talented than last year, very deep on the outside, on the perimeter, especially at, especially in the nickel, if you think about it, when they're completely healthy. they got like four guys that can play the nickel. As of right now, uh, you you got to face of Cater Kohu an entire training camp. Uh, so facing all of this talent and that pass rush can only help to serve you as a quarterback. And he had so many good days that you can't help but think he had a great camp. And he should have a great season. And, you know, it stands to reason with the talent that he has on this team, you know, there's no – if he's completely healthy all, sing, all, all season long, there is no reason whatsoever why he shouldn't be right back into the MVP conversation and why the team shouldn't be in the conversation to reach the Super Bowl. So, yeah, arrow up all around on the quarterback. All right, as I bring you up, uh, identify yourself. Finn's Mechanic, how is everyone doing? Alf, pleasure. Um, hope you're having a great day. Um, just wanted to kind of talk about the overall offensive line. It seemed like they didn't do, do really, like, go hard um, today in practice, trying to take it easy for the for the preseason and heading into the regular season. Um, any final thoughts as to the offensive line, um, how they looked, who who's going to be your your guys on the roster? Are they going to keep nine or ten? Um, great questions, as always. Uh, I think they'll keep nine because I think they're going to have to go out and find somebody. Um, all the depth that I thought that they were going to enjoy at guard has just essentially gone poof and gone away. Lester Cotton has been in and out of practice uh, the last few days, did not play in the last preseason game. And uh, we all know Robert Jones is on the shelf for at least a month. So that leaves us with, with two left guards. It's obvious that Isaiah Wynn is now the starting left guard. Uh, Teron Armstead had his own injury scare. And they seem to be kind of thin past Kendall Lamb as far as a swing tackle. Because, you, know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the only other guys that they have on the roster as far as, you know, capable offensive linemen, they're, they're pups. It's, you know, we're, you're talking Keon Smith and Ryan Hayes. So, you know, I felt a lot better about the offensive line a week ago than I do now. They're more suited to being a run-blocking unit. But when they're completely healthy, I feel much more confident, especially inside. But as of right now, that depth has been stretched and stretched thin. So I would expect them to get out there in the market and try to find a guard because I think they're short a guard as of right now. But completely healthy, you know, I feel okay about it. But they're not completely healthy right now. They're a little stretched thin. I think they need a guard. They got to go find a guard. Last question for you. Uh, Do you think – Reisner is a guy they'll consider. I'm not sure why he's still in the market. Could be what he's looking for. Maybe he's on a decline. He seen he worked with Butch Berry, um, so there's some connection there. I thought he was okay um, with that system that Butch Berry was uh, the same system that he was trying to implement there. Um, do you see a possible that he will a guy they'll uh, reach out, or you think they'll go more younger, someone that's uh has upside, but is young and they want to develop here. 
Yeah, I've I've scoured every single depth chart in the league. Okay, mostly because I've been looking for another tight end. I settled on one particular tight end that I will keep my eye on, and that's uh, Tommy Sweeney of the of the Giants. I think he's going to get cut. If he gets cut, I think he makes this team if they bring him on. I think that's a guy that could help this team. But I've also been looking at offensive linemen. Man, nobody has seven offensive linemen, okay? And nobody's going to cut their sixth. And nobody's going to cut their sixth best. And much less they're going to cut their seventh because there's not much out there. So, you know, yeah, I guess Dalton Risner is is probably the only thing that's essentially out there as far as depth for for the line. But in case you haven't noticed, uh, you know, they might have to fit in a running back uh, here in a day or two if they actually pull this off. And, you know, they're going to have some some cap machinations to actually figure out going forward for the next few weeks. So or at least for the next few days. So if Dalton Risner is actually asking for any kind of real money, I don't see how they could be a participant there, you know. But who knows? You never know. Uh, Look, they paid they paid Eric Fisher three point five million dollars last year. And all, all they got out of him was. Like three practices, and he and he suited up for the game in Buffalo, but he never played. So we shall see. Um, it, it is odd that in a league that doesn't have offensive linemen, that Dalton Risner is just you know languishing out there. And in fact, the Broncos have offensive line issues of their own, and they're not interested. It seems. So, you have anything else? Um, no, well, just a statement that uh, I really like Hayes, and I just wonder, um, even if he stays on the left side, could he have been tried as a guard or no. get cross-trained at guard? You would just prefer him at left tackle? No, no, no. He hasn't been cross-trained at guard, and they shouldn't. Uh, they have something there. They should keep it there, you know. Um, they haven't cross-trained. The only guy that did get cross-trained, and he didn't look all that great, is Keon Smith. Keon Smith, they tried him a little bit at left guard. He just didn't look good to me. Um, you know, yeah, he, for sure. He's also a tackle. They have two young tackles that, you know, going forward, you know, they're gonna have to save some money where they can. They're gonna have a, che- they're gonna have to have a cheaper swing tackle next year, so they're gonna have that opportunity with Ryan Hayes and Keon Smith. Because uh, I think those are two guys that you want to bring into camp next year and have them battle out for the swing tackle spot. So, you know, all right, thank you. All right, as I bring you up, identify yourself. Hey, thanks for, for letting me ask. Um, my name is Andre Drebody. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at that handle. Um, my question is about, uh, starts with Alec Ingold, his status. Um, I haven't heard much about him. I don't know if he's injured or, or whatnot, if he's recovering. And also his backup situation. What's our depth at fullback? Are we cross-training back some of those backup tight ends to fill in? How does that look um, going into the season? Yeah, the the backup the the backup option for Alec Engold is Julian Hill. Uh, they cross trained a little bit of Elijah Higgins, and they've cross trained Tanner uh, Tanner Connor before. His injury situation is that there is none. He's been a full participant for the last two days. He's been a full go. He's fine. Uh, he was healthy before that too. He was just it was just one of those things. You have one fullback on the roster. You know, you don't really want to expose him to too much. And he's going to get any little nick or knack. He's going to get a few days off, you know, to, to heal. And he he gets a lot of vet days as well. He's a fullback. It's a high-impact position. Even in training camp when they're not tackling to the ground, it is a high-impact position. Um, 
you know, he's he's perfectly fine. He'll be ready for week one. He's ready for Saturday, and I think he'll play on Saturday, by the way. All right, thank you. And then this is going to be the last guy I bring up here. Identify yourself. Hey, Alf, uh, Scuba Pags here, Scuba underscore Pags on Twitter. Uh, if you follow me, I promise I will not ask you to buy the OnlyFans. So there's that. Um, so my question is, since this is the last camp report, um, A, are you more concerned or more confident in this team than you were before camp started? And B, what is the glaring uh, weakness on this team, the Achilles heel, if you will? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm in the same place as I was before camp started with this team. Uh, this team's a Super Bowl contender. They need health. So does every other team in the NFL. Every other team in the NFL, they take too many injuries. They take them in the wrong spots. They're not going to be as good as expected. And I mean everybody, from the best roster to the worst roster. Okay, The only one that I think that can survive some pretty bad injuries is San Francisco. But even then, look at last year. They made that run with Brock Purdy. And everybody's thinking, oh, well, you know, they did it with Mr. Irrelevant. You know, they did it with a shitty quarterback. Yeah, that shitty quarterback led the league in passer rating for those seven weeks. So he was not a shitty quarterback. He was actually a pretty good quarterback. So even them, and you saw it in the NFC Championship game, they lose a, uh, their quarterback and they look like absolute garbage against the, the Eagles. That goes for everybody. I have the same amount of confidence in this team as I had before. If this team has a glaring weakness on defense, I see none. Okay? It's only injury that can hurt them. But on offense, it's the obvious ones. Okay? What if Austin Jackson is not right? Okay, what if they take an injury on the offensive line, uh, you know, namely due to namely to uh, Teron Armstead? Let's say let's say they take an injury to Connor Williams. Like all of those are are issues. Their depth on the offensive line is an issue. It was an issue last year, but it's an issue for thirty two teams. Okay, there are thirty two teams. The only team that could really survive a major injury is probably Green Bay because they have Josh Nyman, and Josh Nyman can play every single position on the on the offensive line. So they could take one major injury and they'll just plug him in and they'll be fine. But other than that, everybody else has a weak offensive line as far as depth. So if I had to say there's one glaring weakness, yeah, they don't have too much talent at tight end. Okay. And it's the depth on the offensive line. Like those are the main issues. All right. You have anything else? Or if not, we can call it right here. That's all I got out. Thanks for everything, man. All right. Nah, thank you, man. All right, thank you all who have participated throughout training camp. Like, this has been, what is this now? I've been to been to over 20 camps, okay? But this is my seventh in a row as a member of Three Yards Per Carry. So I'm glad I, I was able to share it with all of you. Uh, during the regular season, I will be doing a show on OnlyFans where I will take questions. So... You don't get rid of me just because camp is gone. So I will see you again in a week or so. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.